We have to go back, Kate. We have to go back! Welcome back to Popcorn Saga Lost. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at popcorn underscore saga. Don't forget us to subscribe on Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. Just search Popcorn Saga or wherever you get your podcast from. If there's a rating or review to be left, please leave it. Please tell your friends about us. Help us grow. Find us all on all the socials, Twitter, Facebook, etc., Thank you very much. Now, the next episode is episode 18. It's Hurley-centric. It's called Numbers. And it's awesome. Previously. So, previously on Loss. Lock and Boone unearth a mysterious hatch. Saeed stumbles on a trap set by by Russo. And before escaping the shelter, Saeed grabs as many of Daniel's notes as he possibly can. Flashback time. Right, let's get into Hugo's flashback. Hurley, for everyone else. At his home, Hurley watches television while arguing with his mum about his life. He discovers to his astonishment that he's just won the lottery with the numbers 4, 8, 15, 16, 23, 42. The next moment, Hurley faints. Of course he does. After winning, Hurley speaks to the press at his house. When asked how he thought of the numbers, he claims the numbers sort of came to him. During the press conference, Hurley reveals he's going to give some of the money to his hard-working grandpa Tito. But at that moment, the older man suffers a heart attack and dies. Oh, Hurley and his luck, mate. So bad. Poor old grandpa Tito. R.I.P. More bad luck befells Hurley over the next several days his brother's wife leaves him for a waitress at Tito's funeral father Aguilera is struck by lightning he tells his mum that he thinks the money is cursed but his mum ignores him saying they are Catholic and they do not believe in curses Hurley had bought his mum a new house but when he takes her to see it Carmen breaks her ankle and the new house is on fire I mean it is funny this I've always found Hurley's backstory a bit much. I know Lost Goes Places, which is a bit much for a lot of people, and it's probably more far-fetched than the stuff that happens to Hurley off the island. It's still funny. I'm fine with it. I don't hate it. But, you know, I suppose it's trying to get across that he's cursed, or is he? The next moment, the police show up and arrest Hurley, believing him to be a drug dealer. Later on, his financial advisor, Ken, tells Hurley every one of his stocks are up. He's interested in orange futures skyrocketed after tropical storms hit Florida. He is now the majority shareholder of a box company in Tustin, which is where Locke works. (laughs) And a sneaker company in Canada, which was destroyed in a fire where eight people died. Uh, he was overinsured and will yield him a windfall of cash, so he keeps getting more money. Uh, Hurley got a financial settlement from his false arrest, 
And after hearing about more bad things happening in the associated with his lotterings, Hurley comes to the conclusion that it's not the money that is cursed, but the numbers he used to win. Ken is assuring Hurley there is no such thing as a curse, and a man falls past the window behind him. <laughs> I love the Hurley curse. It's crazy, but I love it. Hurley visits the Santa Rosa Mental Institute where he asks to see someone named Leonard. Leonard is a former US Navy officer. Hurley met, well, both were patients at the Institute, so Hurley's got a history of mental health issues. Leonard keeps repeating the numbers over and over, and when Hurley tells him he used these numbers to win the lottery, Leonard becomes hysterical, screaming, Hurley had opened the box, and he must get away from the numbers or it won't stop. As the workers in the Institute grab Leonard and drag him out of the room, he tells Hurley he's heard the numbers from Sam Toomey, who had heard them in Calgary... Australia. Do 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 do. In Australia, Hurley is told to his wife Martha that Leonard and Sam had heard the numbers about 16 years ago, repeated through a looping radio broadcast while they were stationed at a listening post to monitor the Pacific. Oh my god, someone heard Rousseau. That is awesome. Just like Hurley, Sam used the numbers and met similar bad luck. As a result, Sam likewise came to believe the numbers were cursed and eventually shot himself. Martha confidently says that she believes the numbers are not cursed. Jeez, these numbers is a big, 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 uh, a big, ah, I can't think of words, people. Help me out. A lot of emphasis is put on the numbers early on. And obviously you get, you get answers in season six. But the numbers carry on pretty much through season two as well. It's crazy. Anyway, let's get onto the island, shall we? Yeah, buddy. Yo, yo, it's day 35. So they're building a new raft now. And Michael comes up with the idea to, to build a distress beacon. Hurley comes aside to ask for help in building a beacon and finding the way to Russo's camp so they can get a new battery. So he tries to discourage them, saying Russo is crazy and the maps he stole are useless. Hurley notices one of Russo's maps where she had written six numbers over and over again that changed Hurley's life. Hurley wakes up in the middle of the night asking him if he and Shannon figured out the meaning of the numbers Russo wrote. Said said there might be coordinates. Hurley also asks him about the cable Said found and wonders if her camp is close. When Said becomes suspicious, Hurley says goodnight, goes back to his tent with one of the maps under his shirt. Oh, sneaky, sneaky Hurley. Day 36, rolling through the days in the caves. Hurley's packed his backpack with water bottles. Charlie arrives asking Hurley what he's doing and Hurley claims he's going to find some new fishing areas. Charlie suggests he will join him, but Hurley says he could do with some alone time. Suddenly, the four water bottles fall from Hurley's bag, and Charlie looks at him. Hurley says that he's a big guy, and he gets dehydrated easily. Back at the camp, Locke enlists the help of Claire with a project he is working on. She says she'll probably not be able to help much, and she's almost nine months pregnant. But Locke claims she is perfect for the job. Saeed finds out that someone stole Russo's papers and confronts Jack, accusing him of making Hurley do his dirty work. So, Saeed... The bad man spy didn't even notice that Hurley robbed him. 
He soon realises Jack does not know what side he's talking about and asks Charlie if he saw Hurley. Charlie says he did a couple of hours ago and he acted very weird. Jack and Charlie prepare to leave. Saeed says goodbye to Shannon, who is worried about Saeed going. When Saeed asks her if she is worried about him, Shannon asks, so what if I am? Saeed tells her that it'll be fine. Ah, Saeed, you old dog. Hurley finds a cable and follows it until he steps on a pressure trigger of one of Russo's traps. Saeed, Jack and Charlie catch up with him. If Hurley moves, a large trap of sharp sticks will be released. Hurley says, I'm telling you, I can make it, I'm spry. The others try to talk him out of it. He makes his decision and jumps. The trap misses him. Go on, Hurley. I love that little scene when he jumps out of the way. When they ask him what he's doing, he claims he's going after Russo so he can get a battery. Saeed reluctantly suggests that he will take the lead. A search party reaches a rope bridge. Hurley crosses it successfully. Charlie gives it a try, but the bridge breaks apart. Charlie makes it across. Saeed and Jack are left on the other side. So, the bros, Charlie and Hurley are on one side. And, you know, the big boy, bollocks boys, Saeed and Jack are on the other. Charlie and Hurley say where they are, but Hurley is continuing his search. Charlie shouts at him, claiming Hurley is acting like a bloody lunatic. I love it when Charlie busts out the British phrases, bloody lunatic. Back at the camp, Michael and Jin have a tiff over the raft building. Sawyer leaves in disgust. In the distance, Jin and Michael arguing. Sun and Kate sitting together on the beach. Sun tells Kate Jin won't ever speak to her again. Kate tells her he needs time. And Sun asks if Kate, if she, when the staff rails, she thinks she will leave with them. Kate is unsure what to say. Elsewhere, Claire is helping Locke build a mysterious object. The two discuss Claire's memory, Locke's special survival abilities, the box company that Hurley owns. Just connections, love it. They don't actually talk about that, but I'm still still thinking about it. It's great. I love boxes. <clears throat> he also asks if she's got a name for the unborn child. Claire says she hadn't really thought about it and reveals she was going to give up for adoption. Claire also mentions it's her birthday. Locke then turns the completed object over, revealing a cradle and says, Happy birthday, Claire. Beautiful from Locke. Thinking ahead. There's a baby coming, people. He's going to need somewhere to sleep. Thank you, Locke. Meanwhile, Jack and Sayed find Russo's camp. Jack accidentally hits a tripwire and the whole camp explodes. They cannot find the batteries Russo had and Saeed comes to the conclusion that she knew one day Saeed would come back. So she's abandoned the camp and booby-trapped it to harm him. Elsewhere in the jungle, Charlie demands that Hurley tells him why they're looking for the Frenchwoman and he knows it has nothing to do with batteries. Hurley reveals his secret. They hear gunshots and start running. Hurley eventually comes face to face with Russo holding a gun at him. Hurley tells Russo he is from the same plane as Saeed. That guy you tortured was on. He shows her a piece of paper with numbers and asks why she wrote them and if they have any meaning. Hurley gets angry telling her that all of the island's mysteries, he wants some answers for the numbers appearances. She tells him her story, how she and the rest of her science exhibition picked up a transmission with a voice repeating those numbers. After several weeks, they found a radio tower by the Black Rock, my favourite place on the island. 
while they tried to figure out the meaning of the numbers. All of the members became sick, so she returned to the radio tower and changed the numbers transmission to the distress signal. So it wasn't Russo's transmission. Someone else was transmitting those numbers. Who was that? Oh, I can't actually remember. Awesome. Russo says the numbers brought her to the island, just like they brought Hurley. She says since the first time she heard them, only bad things have happened to people she cares about. She agrees with Hurley's assertion that the numbers may indeed be cursed. Hurley, who has waited a long time to hear someone agree with him, hugs her and thanks her. He catches up with Jack and Saeed and Charlie, gives them a battery. He also delivers a message from Russo. She says, hey, <laughs> go on, Hurley. Got the battery as well. Good lad. So back at the camp, Hurley confesses to Charlie. He thinks he crashed the plane. He tells him bad things happen, but Charlie interrupts and says, before when I was on the plane, I was snorting heroin in the toilet. He claims he could not even take a flight without taking drugs. I suppose that was your fault as well. Hurley finally tells him that back home he's worth $156 million. Charlie believes Hurley is lying and leaves Hurley saying, I bear my soul and all I get is bloody jokes. He's not lying, Charlie. Get all the heroin you want. Come on, mate. On another part of the island, the hatch that Boone and Locke discovered is shown in the jungle. The numbers are embossed on it. Do, 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 do. Just a tiny bit of trivia from this one, which I think is worth sharing. In the closed captioning, Jack says that they won't go to the cockpit for a battery. The survivors would not return to the cockpit until the season four premiere. Oh, I was so excited for season four. That gives me tingles. So next time on Popcorn Saga Lost is Do Ex Machina. Or do sex mechanica, the nineteenth episode of season one of Lost, and it is lock centric. Sawyer gets some headaches. Boone and Lock find a beechcraft, a beechcraft which I didn't think turned up till season three. But hey ho, it's been a while. Right, like I said at the beginning, popcorn underscore saga. Find us on all the podcast app. Give us the five stars. Okay, are you down with that? Are you down? With that, then I got two words for you. Actually, better than that, I've got six numbers for you. Four, eight, fifteen, sixteen, twenty-three. Hugo, will you lend me like $100? Charlie's not sharing the heroin, man. Cheers, buddy. I, I saw you on the news. I know you got money. <laughs>